I can say the most important shift for me was getting out of my comfort zone. Because as you always mentioned, that is where the magic happens. That is where you can learn, when you can grow, and you can find great opportunities without any judgment. And that helps me to be louder, speak up when there is a problem, ask for help. I think that was the most important shift for me within this course, getting out of comfort zone. Welcome to Ambition Theory Women in Construction. This show asks questions that everybody is thinking about but doesn't want to say out loud. It's about tackling complex topics like why are there so few women in senior leadership positions? What is it going to take to change this? Each episode is a combination of motivation and tactical strategies to get ahead. We get out of our comfort zones and we take action. We learn, grow, and create opportunities. I am your host, Andrea Jansen, a certified executive coach with an MBA, and since 2018, I've coached over a thousand construction professionals to level up their leadership. Let's get started. Neva Ahadipur took part in the first cohort of our Leadership Accelerator for Women in Construction. The most powerful insight for her was articulating what drives her ambition and building her day around that insight. In this episode, Nava shares how she was able to work fewer hours and get more done, how leveraging other people's strengths and expertise took her to a new level of leadership, and how she was able to find more fulfillment at work, take on new challenges, and contribute more to her company. I am so honored to share Nava's journey with you today. Hi, Nava. Welcome to Ambition Theory Women in Construction. I am so excited that you're here today sharing your leadership journey with us. Can you introduce yourself and tell us about what you do? Yeah. Hi, Andrea. My name is Nava and I'm a lead estimator in PCL for about five years now. For most of my career, I've been involved in building retail and revitalization department, but I also have some experience in major, special and residential projects as well. Okay. And tell me what you love about the construction industry. The best thing is that I can say women are equal to men and they can do whatever guys can do. So that is the most important thing for me in the construction industry, beside the projects that we can do, the outcome, and it is kind of a landmark for us. So I really like that. So from your perspective, men and women are equal. They can do whatever, set their sights on anything and make it happen. Exactly. Okay. I love that attitude. The numbers don't always back up though. The numbers in Canada of men and women in construction, I feel there's not as many women. I think it's about 13% in Canada of the whole industry is women. So I feel like there's still some work. There's still some lots of actually opportunities there. But I think the way that you see it, I love it. You see it from this place of abundance and opportunity and that the opportunity is there. We just need more women to go and be attracted to that, to the industry. Is that kind of the way you see it? Exactly. So for me, it is that women need to believe in themselves more than what's happening right now. And they should believe that they can do whatever they want. So that is what I'm thinking. Okay, that you can do whatever yeah. you want. I love it. Okay, so you took part in the first cohort of our Leadership Accelerator. I'm so grateful that you did. I'm so grateful I met you through that program. I'm wondering if you could take me back to what was going on for you before you signed up for the course. So actually, I was pretty busy with 
tendering process of a project that uh, I had been involved for about four years. I had a very tight timeline for the whole process, which required extra effort and longer working hours. And I was like, okay, I need to learn how to manage my time, my effort better. So that's why I decided to attend this course, which was about leadership skills and how to improve those skills. Okay. So you were busy. So I'm really curious about how you found the time to take the course because you said you were busy working, doing all the things. How did you find the time to take the course? Course, uh, I knew about it from my manager, and when I read about it a little bit more, I realized that it it doesn't need a lot of time. It is maybe just two hours per week, which absolutely, absolutely all of us have that time. So that was not something and that was not a big deal. Okay. For some, this is really interesting because a lot of people have a different perspective on the time when they're really, really, really busy. A lot of mm -hmm. people don't see the solution as like investing time in yourself. So what was going on in your head and how did you know that like you were at this point where you actually needed to invest in yourself to get you to that next level? Yeah, so it is kind of, I can say my personality that whenever I am busy, I make time. So that's the way I decided that, okay, I'm spending so much time, so much effort. Maybe I need something that helped me to kind of prioritize it and can find some solution I on how can I manage my time and my energy more effectively. So that's just my personality that I decided to take that course. Okay. So was the thing blocking you from leveling up in your career, taking that next step? Was it really like that time management and that it sounds like you were doing everything? working so, all the time was that the thing or what tell me more about like what was the thing that was missing i think one of them is perfectionism on one side and the other one is drowning in detail <clears throat> sorry rather than developing a bigger picture thinking on the other sides and each of these has definitely further circumstances which easily block anybody from growing their leadership skills to the next level so for me these two was the main i can say blockers. That was like, okay, so I'm really curious because we totally have modules on that in the course, but mm -hmm. did you know that that was the thing or did you learn that in the course? I learned about them in the course. <laughs> so, I'm so curious as a kind of like you, you knew there was something missing. Like you knew there was a new skill set you needed to learn to get to that, that next level. And like, what kind of gave you the, the faith or the courage to be like, I'm not sure if this is what it, like, I don't know, like, because I don't think the goal and your, your goal in the course was like, I need to learn big picture thinking. Like, I don't think you said you didn't really know that was a skill you needed, but it turns out it absolutely was. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you know to like search out like something? How did you know that this course was like going to get you somewhere? So I actually heard about that from one of my colleagues who attended this course before and she explained that to me and that was the thing that I realized this course can be helpful and she's kind of my mentor right now and she flagged these items to me that now you need to grow bigger picture thinking, you need to stop being perfect on everything. Sometimes it is better not to be perfect everything, but try to complete a job 100% on the time that we have, not 100% perfect. So that's the way I realized that I have to attend this course. 
Oh, shout out to that mentor for like calling, for sharing that analogy with you. I love it. Like a hundred percent on time. Cause like time and delivery is so important in construction, but yeah. like not a hundred percent perfect. I love that they shared this analogy. And so thank you to that <laughs> awesome mentor that shared that with you. So I'm so curious about kind of like the shifts that happened for you in the course, because like I've noticed a different way that you're showing up. And I know, I think the people around you are noticing differences in you. Can you talk about what some of those are? Sure. So I can say the most important shift for me was getting out of my comfort zone, because as you always mentioned, that is where the magic happens. That is where you can learn, when you can grow and you can find kind of great opportunities without any judgment. And that helps me to be louder, speak up when there is a problem, ask for help. And I think that was the most important shift for me within this course, getting out of comfort zone. Okay. So tell me about before, like when those opportunities came, what was it like for you? Like now you're embracing the opportunity to get out of your comfort zone, trying the new things, leaning into that discomfort. What was your reaction before? I just try to hide and escape them as much as possible. I don't like getting out of my comfort zone at all, but now I just look at them as an opportunity. What kind of opportunities have come your way since you've shifted your mindset? I'm involving in bigger type of project right now. I'm not afraid of just, I'm moving to another department, which would be more challenging, more complicated, but I am happy to take that, accepting that challenge. So it is just one of them. Awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. You also talked about before you took the course, you were working all the time, like long hours, really busy. How has that changed? So actually to me, this course helped me to find the goal of my career, which is enjoying it while taking on more responsibilities. As I mentioned before, I was kind of perfectionist and because of that, I used to do the majority of the project myself. But through this course, I learned if I communicate with the right parties, the outcome would be even more perfect as there are experts in that subject and that would be less pressure on me. This way I can take on more responsibilities without getting burnout. And this is just one of them. Okay. So what was the hardest part of that, of letting go? Because it's really hard to let go of some of the details, especially if you have really high standards. So how did you actually go about letting things go and empowering others to bring their expertise to the table? Yeah. So I, by trusting them, by giving others some opportunities to show themselves to me, and I, I just trust them, wait for the outcome, and the result was great. So I believe that, that it is possible based on some uh, experiences that I got from the sessions uh, after the sessions that we have together. So I believe that. Okay. I love that. And how is it going now? Is it easier for you to of course, delegate and sure. not get stuck in that grind again? Exactly. Of course. Now I'm honestly, it never happens that I stay at the office working long hours and I'm enjoying what I'm doing because I think I, the result, the outcome is really awesome. Less pressure on me and I'm just enjoying it. Okay, so you're enjoying it. There's less pressure. You moving to a new department. You're being challenged more. All of those yeah. great things happen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, so in coaching, like the one that we, you already talked about the rule, like get out of your comfort zone. Another rule is like take action right away. We have our 24 hour action rule. And sometimes mm -hmm. like in the course, like we'll teach a concept 
and you have to implement it right away, whereas you may not fully understand all the details, but you're bringing it back to your job, you're bringing it back to your company. Have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? It's that feeling that you don't deserve to be there and you don't know what you're doing. At any moment, people will reveal that you're a fraud and that you don't belong. Until recently, imposter syndrome was considered an internal problem, something that's in your head and it was up to you, the individual, to solve this problem. I want to tell you today that this assumption is wrong. There is new research that explains why imposter syndrome is a systemic issue and not an individual problem. We've created a free report exploring the evidence and providing strategies companies can use to address this. Here's the truth. If you're a woman in construction, imposter syndrome is not all in your head. Get the report at ambitiontheory.ca forward slash imposter. Most of the time I just follow what I was supposed to do and never I faced with the time that it doesn't work out. Most of the time it was easy for me to follow those, maybe sometimes challenging for a few weeks at the beginning, but after that it just become like a habit to me and I enjoy that. For example, I think it was the first or second session that I realized I'm just a type of person who enjoy exploring and learning about new stuff. But sometimes because of the busy schedule or workload, it doesn't come as a priority. Then most of the time, at the end of the day, I wasn't happy or satisfied because I simply ignored what I liked the most. After that session, I had to consider a time for myself about half an hour a day to fulfill this need first. It was challenging at the beginning, honestly, knowing the workload and also ignoring everything, doing what makes you happy. It was not easy for the first few weeks to me, but now it is kind of a habit. That was, I think, the only time that I faced with a little bit of difficulty, but now my whole mindset kind of shifted and different and I'm enjoying it. And it's not a challenging anymore. Okay. So finding stuff that I love this, because that's like what drives your ambition, right? Like when you know exactly. what it is, finding mm-hmm. ways to fuel it every day. And so only half an hour a day is yep. literally all you need to give yourself that fuel to keep going, exactly. deal with everything that you need to for the whole day. Exactly. That is really cool. Literally, I love this because that's why I named the company Ambition Theory because Mm -hmm. it sounds so simple. Find the thing that drives you and then just do a little bit of it every day. It's so simple. But why do you think it's hard for people to implement that? Sometimes it is hard to prioritize yourself compared to your work, compared to your Sometimes kids, people usually do self-sacrifice easier than other things. And I think that's the reason. Oh, you put everybody else first. And then what happens is you're exhausted and you have nothing. It's like that saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. That exactly that cheesy saying is that power of that motivation and that energy. You have way more to give if you've willed it back to yourself first. That is really, really cool. It sounds really easy though, but the course does take work. Can you talk about some of the work? that you had to do to get to this point where now it's coming easier for you? Yeah, so I think one of the challenges that I have during that course was getting out of the comfort zone and answering some questions that you don't like, especially in front of others and trying not to judge yourself. But it, it was not 
easy for me at the beginning, but after a few sessions, I actually enjoyed the challenge because I liked the outcome. That was when I learned greater stuff about myself and also when others talk about their concerns and you realize that you are not alone on this one, it really feels good. Okay. And it, this is really incredible to see the outcome. So I'm really curious what other people are noticing about you. What's the atmosphere on your team now? So unfortunately, I'm not working with them anymore. As I mentioned, I'm going to another department. So I'm pretty new in that one. And But about the previous team, I think that the thing that they realized that is that I'm less stressed right now. I can manage things better, less working hours, trusting other others more and more networking. Actually, one of them was networking. As you remember, we had a session about networking and all the time when we went out, I was just talking about work, just, just work. But after that session, I learned that people really like and love talking about themselves. It, it really kind of like a gift if you let them to be heard, to be, to feel understood and just to feel seen. So that was actually one of the sessions I enjoyed the most. And I'm kind of trying to have different networking events, participating in them. And thank you for that one. I really enjoyed that. Oh, that's exciting. Because here's the thing. Construction is all about who you know. So there's exactly to build those relationships that though. So that's amazing. So your network is getting bigger and people are noticing. So is there any backlash on your working less hours? Because sometimes like I know construction, you know, that FaceTime is really rewarded, right? Like they're working so hard that like bums and seats mentality. Have you gotten any backlash for kind of not working as many hours as you did before? Honestly, no, because right now I'm working just like a standard working hours, which is eight to five, not after five. So I think it is something that is appreciated from the management team, kind of balancing work and life. It is not something that you get any kind of uh, punishment or anything. It is uh, kind of appreciated. Oh, okay. So it's appreciated yeah. that you're actually this leading into productivity. Exactly. So it's using your energy more strategically. Versus exactly. And love that they're receptive to that because I kind of get this feeling and correct me if I'm wrong, that your output is probably like, it sounds like it's actually more because now you're building relationships. Now mm -hmm. you're bringing positive energy to work and you're human. All of those things are kind of contagious. So I have this feeling that you might be even more productive in working less hours than you were before. Definitely. It, it is like that. I'm way more productive. I'm enjoying the work, taking on more responsibilities, but in less hours. Okay. I love that. So anything else that you would want to share with someone who is in that place where they're working all the time, they're kind of tired, they kind of lost their focus on what brings them joy at work. What could they do to start getting that back? So sometimes I think they need to get back to themselves, spend some time, look at the challenge, think about that, think about what they are, what, what is that they're not enjoy, enjoying about their career. Just thinking about different, a different layer of that feeling and it would really kind of help them to find the root of the, the problem. And sometimes people need to kind of prioritize themselves and look at their problems, listen to their emotions and then speak up. If they see any issue, they need to talk to their managers, to the, ask for help and there would be Definitely people that can, they can help them 
And that is what I really and highly recommend to people. Okay, amazing. So if people want to just get started figuring mm -hmm. out like what, the, paying attention with their emotions, what could they do? And this is a 24-hour action. What do you think the best 24-hour action they could take is? I think that would be thinking about their ambition. What would be enjoyable for them? And also thinking about their goals, what they want to be in their career, when and where they want to go there. I think that would be the best action they can take in 24 hours, thinking about what drives them most. I love it. That's my favorite. That's module one of like, and the first thing we do for every single person that ever kind of enters our, the ambition theory world is like, figure out what drives your ambition. And it's those things mm -hmm. that make you feel energized, things that make you feel excited and how you figure exactly. it out is you think about those times when you're really mm -hmm. happy professionally and then you write down that story and get curious as to why you felt that way. And the second thing that is not usually what people don't think about is to think about your best day in your personal life. So get really curious mm -hmm. about what about that day made you feel so happy, made you feel confident, and then finding themes from when you're, you know, living your best life personally and you're thriving professionally, what is the thing that is common amongst both of those? And then find that in your job. And I think that's what you did with your 30 minutes a day. You're like, I'm just gonna do 30 minutes a day. You're like, I love learning. I love exactly. I love learning new things. That 30 minutes a day, I think is, I re if I remember correctly, it was like the thing that got you going. Like, I think it took you exactly. out of the state of like exhaustion to this state mm -hmm. of like possibility and thriving and curiosity and looking for opportunities like just that 30 minutes is that what it was like the guy exactly exactly so I remember that day we were talking about things that we enjoy the most and for me it was traveling and we just think about it and talk about it more and more and we got there that what I like is learning about new stuff and about exploring so that's where I realized and I understand that if I want to enjoy my life on a daily basis, I need to learn about new stuff. I need to explore more. And that's why I'm learning new stuff half an hour a day, every day. I love so, it. Yeah. Okay. And I love that you actually use that travel. I remember this. So a lot of people actually say, when I ask the question, when are you thriving best in your personal life? Many people have brought up travel as a thing that brings them a lot of joy. But it's really interesting. The same situation can mean different things to different people. So for you... Yeah. It was about exploring, learning new cultures, trying new things. That's the most exciting yeah. thing. But for other exactly. people, sometimes when they're traveling, it's like, it's the group of people that I'm with. It's the like connections that I'm making. And for exactly. them, like, oh, so for them, like what drives their ambition is like the connection for you. It's like mm -hmm. learning and exploring. Other people, it's like, I got a bucket list. I have like a list of countries. I want to visit 30 countries. It's like checking that box. That's like the most exciting thing for them. So for them, maybe like, outcomes or achievement is what drives them. So I love that actually you brought up that story because it just reminded me that to find out what drives your ambition, like you have to get a little bit more curious, right? It's not just travel, right? Okay, now we've got to go on vacation every mm -hmm. month, right? That's not the thing that it is. Exactly. You have to go a little bit deeper and figure out what is it about mm -hmm. that travel that exactly kind of lights your fire and then you figured out how to apply it in your job so yes that's the 24-hour action like really get clear on what drives your ambition and get curious and don't ask yourself more questions I would say exactly and write them down <laughs> if you can for sure yeah exactly
For sure. Okay, Nava, this interview was a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your experience today. How can people connect with you? Is LinkedIn the best way? Yeah, for sure. They're more than welcome to connect me through LinkedIn. And also they can visit pcl.com and they can find more information. I would be more than happy to help them whenever they want. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the great course, Andrea. I learned a lot from you. I appreciate all the time and I hope that I can see you more often. And thanks for everything again. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs>